little birdie. Hanging out with the birds at the ocean. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Good morning, Sam. How are you? And Wayne Boo Atkins, good morning right back at you. Happy Father's Day to you, Frank. What's up, Louie? What's going on, Lisa? And Princess Pia. Hey, it's been a bit. What's up, Princess Pia? What's up, Dave and Laura? Good morning. Oh, wow. Good morning from Buffalo. I miss the Buffalo. I miss everywhere at this point. Oh, God, I just want to leave the house. I want to go travel. I want to go see people. I want to socialize. But I'm still taking the goddamn coronavirus seriously. You know, I'm one of those mask people. We've decided to make the mask political. I'm just a mask person with no political affiliation. I just want to keep myself and my family safe, so I will continue to wear the mask. I guess if you wear a mask, that means you're what? A snowflake? A libtard? (laughs) You're buying into the coronavirus bullshit if you wear a mask? Really? How about I just want to keep myself safe, my family safe? I don't want to bring the coronavirus back into my house when I'm shopping. Oh, God. But more and more people are fighting over the mask. What are you, a pussy? Take off the mask. What are you, a pussy? (laughs) We have lost our minds in this country, huh? Benjamin says it. Happy to be a mask-wearing libtard. There you go. I said it uh, many episodes ago. How stupid is it that we, as a country, are making the coronavirus political? You see it spiking? It's spiking across America in all the places that didn't take it as seriously. I want to be out there. I want to sit down for a little din-din and socialize. But I'm still uh, I'm still too scared. And now we went from, eh, why don't we take some precautions to fuck it all. In my little neighborhood, the restaurants are packed. There's no real social distancing anymore. The tables are very close together. Because I'm out here way far uh, east on Long Island. You know, where all the hoity-toities come. It ain't going to wreck my summer. This coronavirus isn't going to wreck my summer. Can I have a table for eight? (laughs) Christ. By the way, I told you Howard would skate. Um, Credit to SiriusXM, although it's very, very complicated. A lot of people were trying to get Howard Stern canceled. Uh, for doing the blackface bits all those years ago on his Channel 9 show. And then they uh, found all sorts of audio of him using the N-word. Everyone's like, we got to cancel Howard Stern. And I said it's all about greed and power and money. And as I stated on a past episode, I don't like Howard Stern at all, and I explained why. But I also said he shouldn't be canceled. And to SiriusXM's credit, they hung in there, and they let the circus move to another town. You get these people, these do-gooders, they're like, we got to go after Howard now. And if uh, the company doesn't blink, those people get bored quickly, and they move on to the next target to try to get canceled. But then again, SiriusXM wasn't going to get rid of Howard. I mean, he's the whole company. But I told you... Everyone's like, this is it for Howard. I, I, I feel it in my bones. Nope. He skates. And he should skate. Because if the blackface bits and the N-word thing 
weren't a problem when he was doing it way, way long ago, then why the hell should it be a problem now? I mean, if he does a blackface bit now and starts spewing the N-word on that dumb show of his, then then I could see where it would be a problem where SiriusXM uh, would have to take action. Howard Stern just isn't funny. He hasn't been for years. Well, I mean, uh, he's still talking to a bunch of people. He's probably talking to a couple hundred thousand people a week, which is damn good in this day and age. I know he tells everyone it's millions and millions, but he's been great at exaggerating his entire career. And I'm uh, talking to 100 people at a beach. So is Howard not funny anymore? I mean, he's still doing it, still making a shitload of money. So what are you going to do? Blazing Saddles and Bad News Bears. There you go, Ken. Those movies are timeless. Those movies were so funny. But you couldn't make those movies uh, today. And they, they, they tried with Bad News Bears, right? But the kids weren't drinking anymore. And there was no racial humor. Uh, you know, it, it failed miserably. They should have never tried to remake the Bad News Bears unless they did it properly. But that's what I'm talking about. When Blazing Saddles and the Bad News Bears was in movie theaters, no one had a problem with it. The culture was very different back then. We accepted a lot more. Uh, but now to fast forward all these years and try to cancel Blazing Saddles and remove it from all all uh, the places you, you, you get your movies, that's just nuts. That's just stupid. But with that said, you can't make those movies anymore. I mean, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll string you up in the town square and throw potatoes at you. <laughs> uh, I wanted to add a little more to the Howard Stern thing, by the way. So, you know, we worked for the same company. And Howard, I said this on a past episode of the OP Radio podcast, and you guys better be subscribers, you sons of bitches. Got to make some money. So, uh, you know, I had my issues with Howard Stern, and people go, man, you're really obsessed with Howard Stern. And I explained a couple episodes ago that uh, the reason was the day he decided to talk about fucking my dead dad's skull, that was kind of a game changer for me. And I'm like, oh, nah, 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 I'm not letting this go ever, nah. And there are people in my family and my extended family, if they ever saw Howard Stern, Howard would be in deep trouble. With that said, the company came to me. We're working for the same company. I had a big radio show at SiriusXM, but Howard uh, was the bigger show. And the bosses would keep coming to me and they would say, man, why do you take so many shots at Howard? And I had a nice sit down with the big bosses. They didn't get any bigger than these guys. And I said, this is the reason. And I told them, well, you see, he went on his show and he basically talked about fucking my dead dad's skull. Uh, That's a game changer. We have a major problem here. I don't think you would accept that if he was talking about your dad. And they were like, uh, well, can you you try to get along? Because you both work for the same company and both shows are very important to the success of SiriusXM. And I'm like, look, I'm having a tough time with this. I'm not going to lie. So I said, hey, how about you go and talk to Howard? I saw their faces. They go, talk to, talk to, talk to Howard. We don't talk to Howard about anything. You just got to behave. We can't do that. You mean we got to walk down the hall to his compound and talk to Howard? Oh, we can't do that. 
<laughs> We've never talked to Howard in our lives. You and everyone else knows he's the actual owner of SiriusXM, basically. No, it wasn't Mel Karmazin. Mel understood my plight. He did understand it, and he was cool about it. Because I did tell Mel Karmazin as well, and he's like, look, you got to do what you got to do, but it might hurt business. I'm like, I, I understand that. I understand it's not smart for me to take big-time shots at your number one show here at SiriusXM. But he was talking about fucking my dead dad's skull. It was the bosses after that were that uh, a, bit, uh, a bit on the wimpy side. They didn't confront Howard ever. So I'm like, let's... Uh, Let's talk to Howard and uh, and let's try to figure out a... <laughs> Please don't say that again. I don't want him to even know I exist. Don't do that to me. So, I tried. And then I went around uh, the bosses and uh, one of Howard's you know big-time friends over at SiriusXM is a guy named Ross Zapin. And, uh, of course, Ronnie, the limo driver, is with Howard every day. So I talked to both those guys. They said, look... You know, I have a real problem with Howard, obviously, and certainly I'm not a saint. There were things I did in the past that I would absolutely apologize for. You think uh, you think you could get word to Howard that uh, I would like to talk to... What? What are you saying? I don't... I'll never be invited back out to the Hamptons if I attempt to talk to him about you. Ah, oh, hell nah. So I'm here to tell you guys, I I absolutely tried. And then even when we were passing each other in the hallway, I started saying good morning. I'm like, you know what? I'll break the ice with a nice good morning, Howard. Even though I have hate in my heart for the guy, and I don't like having hate in my heart for anybody. But, you know, Father's Day right around the corner, all this is coming up again. You got a guy who who thinks he's a, a tough guy. Talking about uh, fucking your dead dad's skull. I I don't know many people out there that would let that go. But even with that said, I'm like, all right, I'll start with a good morning. Maybe Maybe it'll lead to something. Maybe it'll lead to us sitting down and talking and coming to a peaceful place. I don't need anything from Howard. I don't want to be on a show. It doesn't have to be public. So I'll pass him in the hallway and I go, good morning, Howard. Very energetic, very nicely. And, you know, most of you guys that have been with me for a long time, uh, you know what happened. We we pass. He doesn't say good morning uh, back. You could feel his energy's just shitty. His energy was always shitty when he was walking around Sirius XM, by the way. And uh, Kenny starts giggling like a schoolgirl. And I go, what's up, Kenny? He goes, he's so mad that you just said hi to him. I'm like, are you kidding me? It was legit. It was an honest good morning, and he's mad at that? Oh, fuck that guy. For real, fuck that guy. <sighs> anyway, but with that said, I don't like Howard, but I also stuck up for him because I don't think the cancel culture, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think their hearts are in the right place. I don't, think, I don't think it has anything to do with morals or morality. I think it has more to do with just getting points for your team, for your tribe. And like I said, the circus, I call it the circus. Back in the day when I was on regular radio, you had the circus come to town and they would be the minority groups. They would have a problem with a bit and they would get some fancy letterhead and then they would uh, mass email it to all their, um, 
all their members and say, hey, you got to call the radio station and say how outraged you were by a bit. And most of these people, as they're emailing the company, they never even heard the bit. And then radio stations across America would fucking panic and fire the DJ or the air personality. They like to be called air personalities. Let's be honest. Most radio guys were DJs. They weren't air personalities, but whatever. And I would tell the bosses, oh, my God, this group, they're not, they're not fans of the radio show or the station. They're not going to hurt you know, the bottom line at all. They're not going to hurt our advertisers. Just hang in there and let the circus leave town. They'll go somewhere else if you just hang in there. And that's what SiriusXM is doing. And as you can see, the, uh, the mentions on the Howard Stern blackface and N-word bits is slowly but surely going away. All right, hold on for a second, because we have a new Manscaped product alert. That's right, Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Nice! I need this so badly. I was looking in the mirror, and I got the nose hairs. They're sticking out. So what do I do? I do what most of you guys are doing. You take a, a hold of that nose hair, and you pull And then it feels like you just got shot in the eye. Like, oh my God, why is that so painful? It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean shaven pubes. God, that's why I love the Manscaped. They got something for your pubes. They got something for your nose hairs. They got something for the ear hair. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. (laughs) What's worse, by the way, pulling a nose hair out or nicking your balls? Both those things you don't have to worry about anymore, my friends, if you get the manscaped. And you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed-whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas... 79% 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. You think? Who are the 21% of people that think it's okay? It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off, free shipping with the code OPIE, O-P-I-E at manscaped.com. Once again, 20% off and free shipping with the code OPIE, O-P-I-E at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the promo code OPOPIE. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Thanks, Manscaped. What's up, D. James? How are you, man? And Wayne, right? Good to see you guys as well, man. I want to have pancakes this morning, but I'm not sure if we're allowed to have syrup. Are we allowed to have syrup? It's delicious. Or if you put syrup on your pancakes, you're a racist. I didn't know Aunt Jemima was a problem. Now it's racist to put syrup on your pancakes. (sighs) And then I find out that Mrs. Butterworth, whatever it's called, or Mrs. Buttersworth, the shape of the bottle is like a black woman. And I guess that's bad now. And if we still have syrup in our house, are we allowed to use it? Or, Or do we have to pour it down the drain and eat our pancakes dry? the fuck is going on with this shit everyone's panicking like oh my god oh my god we got to change our products (laughs) uncle ben's rice did he know uncle ben's rice is now a problem is he even a real guy 
They're like, you know, uh, we have to change the packaging on our Uncle Ben's rice. Why? No one thought of this stuff. Stop making up stuff that's not even there. No one thought about Uncle Ben's rice being racist. (laughs) What the fuck? And here's a new one. Cream of wheat. Let's be honest, cream of wheat sucks. Sucks a bag of dicks unless you put all that sugar on it and maybe some butter and some heavy cream or whole milk and then maybe throw some uh, fruit on the damn thing. But in general, if you're eating uh, cream of wheat the healthy way, it stinks. I know because I try to eat healthy. But now they're changing the packaging on the uncle, uh, on the uncle, on the cream of wheat. Because there's a black figure on the on the packaging. We have lost our minds in America. Know where this ends? The White House. Oh yeah, it ends at the White House. Eventually, you're going to get a very liberal president. And it's not going to be Joe Biden as your liberal president. He's as much of a joke as Donald Trump is. But you're going to get a liberal president... And they're going to go, it's time to rename the White House. The damn thing was built by slaves, they say. Or a lot of slaves. So that would be the ultimate, right? You paint the White House another color and and you call it something different. That's where this whole thing ends. Mark my word. Oh, but hope you're crazy. Am I? Uncle Ben's rice is bad now. Who would have thought? so stupid the diversity house there you go and this joe biden he's uh yeah you know and then i'm uh, i'm looking right before i went uh on facebook that uh he started to take a peek at kamala harris as his vp does anyone else remember during the debate that kamala harris had uh a lot of disdain for joe biden she basically wanted to say you're too old and you're a joke but now we got to make believe we didn't see that during the debate and now we got to be on board with a Biden-Harris ticket? There's no honesty in politics. Both sides. You guys want to talk about the Gwyneth Paltrow candle? I need a little help with this. So Carly, one of my uh, friends online, she goes, Oh, you got to help me with this. And she um, sends me a link to an article from the New York Post. And Gwyneth Paltrow has another candle. You might remember she had one that said that uh, it smelled like her vagina. And I went, oh, oh, my God. I love women. But thinking of Gwyneth Paltrow's candle smelling like her vagina made me fucking gag. Never been a fan of hers. I'm team Chris Martin. God damn it. Even if he uh, sounds a lot like Bono. Anyway, so she has the vagina candle from that goop company. I'll give, her, I'll give her this much. She's a marketing genius because everyone started buying the damn candle because, you know, she marketed it as smelling like her vagina. So people are like, oh, my God, I got to get that candle that smells like her vagina. And then all the yap yaps out there, you know who the yap yaps are. I don't want to say all women, but there's a, there's a bunch of women that are a bunch of yap yaps. As they're drinking their stupid wine and like, hey, my husband got the vagina candle for me for Mother's Day. It's quite terrific, actually. It actually smells pretty nice. How much was the candle? $75, but I think it's worth it. It's $75 for a fucking candle. 
And I think they uh, were sold out for a while. Stupid yap yaps. Anyway, so Carly goes, you got to help me with this. And uh, I click on the link. She's got a new candle out. And she says that it smells like her orgasm. So help me out. What do you think that smells like? The Gwyneth Paltrow smells like my orgasm candle. I start on Twitter. I go, I think it um, smells kind of like if you have a lot of vegetables that are in the back of your fridge and you forgot all about them. And they're kind of uh, on the rotting side and you pull them out and you get that fucking whiff. That's what I think the candle smells like. Bleach and money, Jennifer Ferris says. There you go. (laughs) Mike, smells like pennies. Oh, Jason, smells like Carl's Creepy Cabin. (laughs) Very good, brother. Burnt rubber and hickory smoke. Steven, right on, man. Astral glide and shame. Larry, very nice. Uh, You'll stick with your uh, Yankee candles, Gail? There, I, I don't blame you. Did you see all the Crystalea uh, shit? I sure did, and I believe the women. I believe Crystalea was creeping around, and he got caught. And then he went and said that he was never uh, pursuing an underage girl. And then that girl got online last night. I didn't know I was going to talk about this, so I don't have the exact tweets. And she has, like, all sorts of screen caps going, oh, really? He didn't know? Here's a picture at my sweet 16th uh, birthday party that I had on my Instagram. Here's me when I was still in high school going for class president or whatever it was. But I, I, uh, I believe Chris uh, DeLay was, uh, was a creeping around. I say this knowing I'm not a saint, but uh, a lot of those comedians got a very, very creepy side. I'm very surprised more of this shit hasn't come out since the Louis, K, uh, Louis C.K. thing. Crystal A is in trouble. Just listening to the birds. Relax. Listen to the birds. Hi, birdie, birdie. Where are you, birdie, birdie? I uh, One of my old man gifts for my birthday. So uh, I said this on a past podcast, but really fast. I got three gifts, and I love all three. I got a hammock. I got a... Uh, tomato growing kit and I got a bird feeder just showing that this shock jock is finally getting old because I loved all three of the gifts and I set up that bird feeder by god I got bird poo everywhere the birds in this area love my bird feeder they fucking love it Jesus and they get so excited they're just flying into this this big uh, this big glass window we have You'll just be watching TV and you'll hear poof against the glass. I'm like, holy shit. We once had one fly into our house and hit the ceiling because it, it was like, oh, shit, I'm not supposed to be in here. And, and it tried to swoop up and get out of the area. And it smashed its little bird head on our ceiling and was knocked out cold. So then we put it in a shoebox. We thought we'd be uh, helpful. And try to nurse this thing back to health. Well, this thing woke up and started rocking and rolling all around the house, knocking all sorts of shit over. Fuck trying to save a bird. Uh, Keep the bird feeder far away from the house. The mice will follow. Really? Well, we got raccoons. That's what I'm really worried about. When you see a raccoon, that's just fucking creepy. 
with its tiny little human-like hands. I don't like the raccoons. I don't like them at all. And when you see them just hopping across Central Park in the, in the night, oh my God, they look like kangaroos. How they uh, walk across or run across fields. And the squirrels love the bird feeders? Yeah, not a fan of the squirrels either. Stupid squirrels. You always know when there's a tourist in New York City because they will spend so much time taking pictures and videos of our squirrels in New York. They're amazed. Like they're seeing a fucking alien. Oh my God, a squirrel. I'm like, there's thousands of those dumb things. Who gives a fuck? I guess that would be like us videotaping a, uh, a kangaroo in Australia, right? probably the same fucking thing because i i hear the kangaroos aren't as nice as people like to think and they're everywhere and they're a nuisance but if i was in australia i'd be like oh let's follow the kangaroo and get some video i'm gonna try to get a selfie with the kangaroo then the stupid thing boxes you in the face the fuck nature's weird (laughs) nature's weird all right i got one more thing and i gotta i gotta go inside i got things to do uh, so there was a hashtag online. It was uh, Karen's Gone Wild. And it was all sorts of video of uh, white women being really brave and telling people to knock it off. And I'm so glad people are finally filming these women because you see them all over the place. Because they know men aren't going to hit them, I guess. I don't think you should hit a, a, a woman, but eh, sometimes when you see a video, you're like... Ugh. She was kind of asking for it, don't you think? But most women know guys are not going to hit them, so they'll get right up in your face if you're doing something stupid. And I love that this hashtag was trending, Karen's Gone Wild, and I decided to get in on the action. So uh, I saw this picture of a Karen, as they're calling them, and it looked just like Caitlyn Jenner. Now, I say Bruce Jenner because that's how I know that person, but out of respect, Caitlyn Jenner. I'm like, holy fuck, Caitlyn Jenner looks evil. So I had a quick little tweet. I didn't expect it to set the internet on fire, but, you know, I'm trying to contribute like the rest of you. So I just write, congrats, you made it to the final boss. And then I did a hashtag Caitlyn Jenner, because I really thought it was Caitlyn Jenner. Also, I'm not going to lie to you, I thought it would get a little more action if I had uh, Caitlyn Jenner mentioned in that tweet. So then out of nowhere... This transgender person uh, retweets it and says, Oh, I see trans still a punchline, huh? And I'm like, ew, go be a baby somewhere else. I think one of the problems with all these groups in America, they don't want to take a joke. They don't want their group to be made fun of. And I really believe that to get true uh, acceptance in America, excuse me, that you need to make fun of yourself. And you should allow other groups to make fun of your group. And then I think you're fully accepted in America. I think it's basic comedy, no? So anyway, I couldn't help myself. I just go, ew, go be a baby somewhere else. And then I'm thinking, you know what? Hope you're trying to learn a little bit. You're trying to get your learn on. So why don't you click on her profile and see what this person's all about? Maybe she's really fighting the good fight. For the LGBTQT, you had the other letters. I don't know. There's too many letters now. But maybe she's a soldier. And you know you want to learn and grow. So I click on her uh, profile. 
And this person definitely was born a man. She, because she wants to be called she, out of respect, I'll say that. She's topless with tiny little pink panties on. And a giant bulge. And she proceeds to turn around. And here's a person I'm thinking is fighting the good fight. Turns around. This is the, the first video you see when you go to a profile. And puts a giant dildo in her ass. <laughs> and she's working the dildo. And I'm thinking, I'm disgusted by this video. So 20 minutes later, I turned off the video. <laughs> no. So so she's working the dildo. And I'm thinking, oh my God, she's trashing me for going for a transgender joke with the Karen's Gone Wild thing? I'm like, I don't know if this is the proper way to get your message out and get respect for your community. But who am I? So then she turns around and she pulls her panties down. And now she's got a... Uh, a Blue Chew hard-on on. BlueChew.com to try it for free. Promo code OP, O-P-I-E. But she has a Blue Chew type hard-on. And that's when I said to myself, I now identify this person as a man. You want to identify as a woman, that's fine. That is fine. I respect that. But when I see the dick, I identify you as a man. Call me stupid. And then she proceeds to uh, take care of her Blue Chew hard-on. BlueChew.com. Promo code Opie. Try it for free. And I'm thinking, this world is nuts. She's going after me when she's got a video like this and she's trying to get respect for her community. It doesn't make sense at all. So then she tweets me back and she goes, no wonder Jim Norton dumped you. <laughs> what? Jim Norton didn't dump me? And then I tweeted this, and then, you know, it got everyone a bit on the crazy side. I said, one of the best days of my, uh, I said life, but I probably should have said one of the best days of my career was when I knew I didn't have to work with Jimmy anymore. And I will definitely get into that on a uh, future episode of the podcast and explain that further. But uh, I think everything started coming together after me and Jimmy split. And then I was able to really get a new show going with Carl and Vic and Sherrod. And it was really, really working. That's why it was such a bummer when SiriusXM let me go. About three years ago now. I was so bummed because I knew, I just knew that show was working. and could have been something really, really special. But anyway. What's going on, Rachel? How are you? It's hard to see, man. The sun's coming out. So now there's a, there's a glare on the damn screen. And then finally, I love my documentaries. I'm still trying to do a documentary episode here and there. I'm trying to find the right people to do it with. Actually, me and Vic Henley were talking about really dipping in and doing documentary episodes. But, uh, you know, he uh, decided to die instead. Fuck! But anyway, I'm still watching my documentaries and I'm still loving them. And I saw uh, Once We're Brothers... Robbie Robertson of the band uh, did a documentary with Martin Scorsese, kind of doing the history of the band, which was an amazing, an amazing band. God, they were so fucking talented. And Once We're Brothers takes you through the whole thing, how they got together, and how it ended tragically. 
And I really, really enjoyed the documentary, but I think they sugarcoated it a little too much, which I was surprised at because of Martin Scorsese. Um, they were they were romanticizing it a little too much because the band fell apart because they had major problems. A few of the members were addicted to heroin, and then uh, Levon Helm was mad because he wasn't getting credit, uh, and he was such a great, great singer, a great, great performer. I just wish they would have dipped more into the tragedy just to tell the, the complete story. Because, as you know, famously the band did The Last Waltz. I think that was around 77, 78. And that was pretty much it for the original members of the band. They never performed again as, as, uh, as all the originals. I know in the early 80s they got the band back together without Robbie Robertson. And they actually were doing pretty well. And then one of their members, after a show in Winter Park, Florida, hung himself at the age of 42, 43. They didn't even mention how he died in this documentary. I was like, come on, man. You got to tell the complete story. But with that said, the damn thing was really, really good. And they, they played a couple clips from The Last Waltz. And it just reminds me how damn talented Levon Helm was. Oh, my God. He died of uh, neck and brain cancer, I think. But Levon Helm in the last waltz doing The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down could be one of the best musical performances ever. I think it's right the fuck up there. It gives me chills every time I hear that song. It's amazing. If you've never seen The Last Waltz, do yourself a favor and, and do so. It's It's great. I've seen the damn thing at least 10, 12 times. You got so many superstars on that stage. But the highlight for me, and I got to say it again, is Van Morrison attempting that high kick (laughs) during the last waltz. It makes me and my wife laugh so hard. He's trying to go for like a David Lee Roth high kick. And I don't even think he gets his leg past his waist because he's wearing very, very tight pants. (laughs) And he's got a big, stupid beer belly. He looks ridiculous. In his outfit as he is attempting that high kick. And it just cracks me up every time. He was feeling it and said, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to do the high kick. And he, he fell short. <laughs> well short. But with that said, his version of Caravan during uh, the last waltz. Oh, my God. Another great, great performance. Can't say Dixie anymore, Rope. There you go. I know, Jason Har. I tweeted that and I went, oh, my God, I think I'm going to get some... Uh, some blowback on this tweet. But with that said, that song sends chills, man. The passion he has behind that vocal, and he's playing his ass off. As far as vocal performances go, I would put that right up there with anything I've ever heard or seen live, man. Do you think any sports will be played? Uh, Major League Baseball being really, really stupid. They were trying to get a 60-game season together, but greed is going to get the best of them in the end, I think. Because the players wanted to get their full salaries as, as you know, most of us don't have jobs. We're losing our jobs left and right. And we got to feel sorry for Major League Baseball because their players want their full multi-million dollar salaries. Go fuck yourself and your stupid greed. It's pathetic because I think if they play a 60-game season, they'll, they'll have a tough time going back to a 162-game season. Could you imagine 60 baseball games? Every game would be incredibly exciting. And I think the numbers would be way up. Because we're all just just starving for something to watch on the damn TV at this point. 
So I don't know. I think football is going to have a tough time because we're all making believe the coronavirus is no big deal anymore, but that thing is continuing to be a complete nightmare. So I don't even know how they play football. And I was thinking about that too. Tom Brady signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what, for two years? And one of those years is going to be a wash, and he's on the old side to begin with. That could have been a complete bust for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if they don't play football this year. I think they'll play the golf. They'll continue with the NASCAR. Golf is kind of fun to watch as they're being their own caddies, carrying their own uh, golf bag with no spectators. That's kind of fun to watch. But baseball is the one sport I think they really could get away with it, but greed's going to take them out, I think. We'll see. We'll see what, what happens in the coming days. Guys, I got to go. The sun is beating down. And I don't got my suntan lotion on. Got to keep this skin nice. Nice and healthy. Guys, have a, uh, a very good Father's Day, okay? I think about all the fathers that are no longer with us. And I hope when you think of uh, your dad that's no longer with you that you, you smile and laugh. That's where I'm at with my dad. Who, uh, who died, uh, wow, 16 years ago. It's hard to believe. He doesn't know my wife. He doesn't know my kids. Oh, but I think he does. I think he's watching down on you. He knows all about what's happening in your life. I don't know why I'm mocking that, because now that I'm getting more and more spiritual, I'm starting to think, eh, maybe I don't know everything. All right, guys, thanks for the support. I'm trying to keep the podcast free. It's getting tough. I just got a band with Bill from my host for $4,100. I don't need to make the big bucks anymore. I don't need to have a massively huge podcast with uh, a ton of subscribers. But I do want to make a little money to, you know, cover the bandwidth charges. So with that said, support the sponsors. BlueChew.com, promo code OP to try it for free. And Manscaped.com, promo code O-P-O-P-I-E. They got that weed whacker. And uh, I think you get 20% off if uh, you use the promo code OP for Manscaped.com. And you know what? If those sponsors don't make sense for you, you don't want a hard-on, and you just want to be a hairy fucking mess with hair grown out of your nose, your ears, and your stupid pubes are looking like Jiffy Pop popcorn, so be it. I get it. Then go to opradio.com and buy a little merch. Help keep the podcast free. All right, guys? Happy Father's Day. Love you, miss you. That was fun. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>